This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Welcome in on Tuesday, March 16th to the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski here and Preston Johnson with me once again on this Tuesday at Sports Cheetah. I'm at Joe0670. Eli, the EP, board opping downtown Chicago, Jake Hassan, director Dylan Burns, and on the graphics, Jake Galley over in Philadelphia. Our guest today, Kevin Kugler from Westwood One. He'll be calling many of these college basketball tournament games that you'll be hearing on the radio side at uh, 1040 Central Time, 1140 Eastern. Evan Silva from Establish the Run to react to, I guess it's day one, even though they're saying day one is on uh, Wednesday for NFL free agency. And in the final hour of the show, Jeff Sherman from the Superbook, find out about the action going on with uh, college hoops, NBA, golf, and uh, maybe some NFL movement as well. So uh, Preston, let's start with the uh, NBA. I'm curious how your evening went. Uh, We've been ramping up to college basketball. We'll spend the majority of the show prepping for the games. A little bit of an adjustment. We're not getting ready for Thursday. It feels like it's going to feel like an NFL week. We're we're, uh, (laughs) trying to figure out, uh, get a handle on these games so much and and monitor the line movement. Uh, But how was your NBA evening? I'm not even sure why they did it this way. I'm guessing they wanted to have like a a cushion day in case there was COVID implications that like, I guess for Virginia's sake is actually benefiting them because they have an extra day to get back and, and potentially play their game. So uh, I guess in the end it's, it's necessary. Uh, as far as NBA went last night, uh, there wasn't anything that there's a huge slate and there wasn't anything pregame that actually I thought was worth betting once things kind of had settled in. And that tends to happen to me a lot post all-star break mm. uh, every, every year. I, my volume in the NBA goes way down. I was like, four or five straight seasons um, dating back, I guess, like nine, eight, nine seasons ago that I was winning pre all-star break and then giving back a good portion after the all-star break. And so I finally just, I just stopped attacking it very heavily. Uh, I I had, I think there's been two edges I've had since the all-star break, they split, they went one and one. Uh, One was the Rockets Celtics game. I just laid it with the Celtics and didn't have to sweat that. And the other was an under, that did not that it went over by a couple points. So, uh, yeah, I haven't had a ton that that really sticks out. You know, the market's generally pretty sharp and efficient uh-huh. at this point. And I think I just had to kind of like suck it up and realize like my advantages are in the first few months of the season. And after that, I have to kind of pick my spots more thoroughly. Um, I can always you know speak to games and, and whatnot, and we'll see what's on the sure. card for tonight later later in the show. But uh, yeah, it's a kind of a it's been a, it was an interesting like lesson in self discipline, so to speak, because it's it's hard or it used to be harder for me to have eight to 10 games on a slate and not actually bet anything right in the months of you know March and April. So uh, yeah, it's been, it's been easier the last few years and I've had better seasons because of it. So it was worthwhile. 
Uh, you may have noticed it before me, but it, yeah, it really started standing out. I'd say for me a week into the before the All Star break, and it, it was just everything that you could possibly get. It wasn't just sides or totals. If you look at the player prop market, like so many of them were just a, a half point off or a half rebound. Mm-hmm. PRA was just dead on with everything. So uh, no doubt about that. Everything is sharpened up. The only thing I liked last night was Milwaukee Washington going over and. They just went over, was it last week? And they, they did it again. Same thing. Yeah. And uh, I got lucky. <laughs> I did get lucky because I mentioned Giannis that I thought there was some value for another triple double at four to one. And he got the final assist with 133 left. And then they pull him off the court 20 seconds later. Nice. Was, take it. Yeah. Yeah. Take I will take it. Yeah. Got to remember those, right? We, we cry about the bad beats, but you got to remember sure. those. Those as well. So Joe Strzowski, Preston Johnson, we're here the next three hours. We're here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on the BetQL Audio Network. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at BetQL Daily. And a lot of people entering the uh, BetQL Daily against the spread last man standing contest. Uh, What you do is you take a screenshot of uh, yourself leaving a five-star rating and a review for BetQL Daily. If you've already done it, go back there, take that screenshot, and tweet us at BetQL Daily. Yesterday, we filled out the West region, and I think today we're going to fill out the East region. So keep those tweets coming to at uh, BetQL Daily. Uh, Preston, have you ever done ATS Last Man Standing? I've never tried it. Never never done it before. I like those because – a lot of this, a lot of uh, let's say last man standing, you know which teams you're rooting for. It's a short list, or if you're picking teams out of a hat with a group of people, or however you do it, or bidding on teams, uh, you know which teams you're targeting. With with the ATS last man standing, the, the reason that I do like it is if you end up drawing a 15 or a 16, you're not out of it. So if your team sure. covers against the one or two, um, you're still alive because you won ATS, and then you take over um, the team that you beat ATS. Do you, do you yep. get what I'm saying? So yeah. those, those I think are, those, those I think are always fun. Uh, it's so, always great this time of year with so many different ways to attack the tournament. Uh, let's talk about some line movement that we've seen early on after these things settled in, because of course it, it was drastic on Sunday night. Did you get in on anything uh, pre, you know, uh, bumping like four or five points? Cause we did see some of that uh, with some of the openers. I didn't. I wasn't looking at openers to be completely honest. Once things okay. were were set across the board, then you know, um, I, I started sharing stuff that I was betting. The the there's two totals that I, I bet, and totals are generally going to move more frequently or, or 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 more so than than spreads and sides will. Mm-hmm. Um, those the, were two overs. Uh, it was Eastern Washington, Kansas over one forty two and a half, and then Oral Roberts, Ohio State over one fifty four and a half. So. Um, I think the Kansas one moved quite a bit. The Ohio State ones moved about a point, but um, nothing that moved super drastically because I wasn't like looking at the circle openers or anything in Vegas yeah. to, to try to scoop those. Um, so, yeah, since kind of like the, the the market settled and that first overnight stint, there has still been some movement though on some of these sides we can go through. Yeah, yeah. I want to hit on some of these. Uh, let's kind of go all over the place. Okay, so the uh, Oklahoma State-Liberty matchup. Uh, pretty interesting because over the last couple of days, we've heard a lot of people pumping up Liberty. So so you watch some of the, if you're watching some of the TV coverage, it felt like the national people were upset uh, with Oki State's road that they're going to have and just where they were in the seeds. Maybe they should have uh, 
been a little higher, but Kempom isn't too high on Okie State. And then the market checks in, and it, it appears that the market really likes Liberty, one of those trendy teams. The line has gone uh, down two full points from nine and a half to seven and a half. So let's. This is interesting. Um, I, I don't generally like need to like break down. We all know the committee isn't great. Like, there's always yeah. going to be teams that. Right. This is one that did kind of surprise me though, because. Uh, you upset Baylor, you go to the Big 12 title game, you take Texas down to the wire, and the team that you just beat twice in a row the week before in West Virginia ends up getting a three seed and Oklahoma State gets the four seed. So if people want to have that argument, I, I understand it. For me, Oklahoma State is ultimately because Cade Cunningham is probably the best player in this tournament. Their upsides, their ceiling's pretty high, and they've shown it here in the last you know four to five games that they've played. And what I was most impressed with probably of any game I've seen this year, maybe outside of that Drake Loyola Chicago game, Hemphill went out and Drake ends up winning by one in overtime in like a 51 50 game outside of that one. This is the next game I was most impressed by. There was uh, no Kate Cunningham. There was another guard that was out against West Virginia. That first matchup, two of their bigs fouled out with five minutes left. It was a close game. And Alexander, I believe is his name drops 31 career high, Leads Oklahoma State to the upset win in West Virginia. And they were out four of their best players for those final five minutes. They still found a way to win. So when they have that many options, just even outside of Kate Cunningham, who, by the way, in second halves this last few-week run, he's averaging over 20 points in just the second halves alone. These guys taking over and nobody it can stop It is wild. Him. Yeah. If he just does that all, all game, you're right, or maybe even for 30 minutes, like <laughs> they, can, they can make a huge run. Now, I say that. I, I think they're a team with a ton of like variants. They're super high variants and that they can make a run all the way to the final and face Gonzaga, and it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it would surprise most people. And the Jalen Suggs, Kate Hungingham, head-to-head would be fantastic. Everyone would eat that up. If they lost to Liberty, wouldn't surprise me. They absolutely could. <laughs> they turned the ball over their young, right? It's like their first time or for some of the guys in, in a tournament setting, and they, they, they do turn over. They're prone to, to giving it away. And if Liberty takes advantage, Liberty could win this game outright. Wouldn't surprise me anyway. So uh, it goes both ways. They're a high-variance team. They're one that I think you know maybe has some value in some futures markets if you can shop around or in the region prices, which um, I, I forget, like like the 8-1 to one range, I think, is where I've seen. Um, but they, if Liberty beats them, like, I mean, it happens. But they're definitely a team I feel like that's going to be either one that makes that super deep run that's just peaking at the right time with NBA talent or can just get blasted right out of the bat. But what you're describing there sounds exactly like the bet you want to make on a team to win the region, right? For sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not filling out your bracket because then you're going to end up missing a lot of points. (laughs) But as far as a a region future, that wouldn't be too bad. But before we get into some of these other first round matchups, got to hit Drake, Wichita State. Drake, very popular among betters because they treated them very, very well uh, during the regular season. Drake is a dog here, but this this line is bumped a little bit. Uh, It was opened, I believe. Wichita State favored by two. It was a juiced one and a half last night. Now it's uh, now it's down to one. Are you surprised uh, with the Wichita State support? I hadn't seen the move this morning. I'm guessing. I know it started. I'm sorry, of... Drake support. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like I like Drake. That was one that I, I think they should be a small favorite. And even without Hampill, you know, I've just been impressed with the way they've been able to play and. Uh, is it DeVries? I think the coach's name, I, their defense and the way that they kind of slow and make teams uncomfortable, kind of accounting for the fact that they lost Hempel, who was the leading scorer prior. Uh, I think this is a team ultimately that can hang with anybody because they play at a slow pace and because they have the defense. Now, 
what, what I also value and what they bring to the table is that they don't turn the ball over. They value every possession. They hit the offensive gla- glass and get extra possessions that way. I think they're about, I think they're top 60 or so in the country in offensive rebound rate for not being a, an incredibly tall or big team. And they're going up against Wichita State squad that ranks 333rd in defensive rebounding rate. So Wichita State gives up an offensive rebound to their opponents one out of every three misses. It ends up being about 33% of the time. It's just horrendous. So if Drake's creating extra possessions, Wichita State ranks 278th, I think, in offensive efficiency or effective field goal percentage. Like, they don't have an offense that can really, you know, do damage against this Drake team. They don't shoot the ball well. I don't I don't see why Drake isn't the favorite when it's all said and done, even without yeah. Hampill. So to see plus two now down to plus one, some shops, uh, not surprising. I, I have them a small favorite myself. All right, very good. Uh, here's one that, that is surprising me. Uh, this Creighton, you see Santa Barbara line. Everywhere you go, people mm-hmm. are saying, okay, the 12 over the five that you need to watch out for is Santa Barbara. That's the play. Creighton, who, who knows which team, which squad is going to show up. However, we're at a point now where the line is heading up uh, in favor of Creighton. It, it went from six and a half to seven and a half over at points bet. Uh, what do you make of that move? So th- this is one that if you were following the openers, I think it opened eight. It went down to yeah. as low as six, and now it's back yeah. up to seven and a half. So yeah. it's been swinging back and forth, which uh, I think is intriguing. It's not a game that I would bet, ultimately. I think it's kind of just been hovering around right where the true number should be. Um, I think, it's, if anything, at six, Creighton was a good buy. So obviously, that's what the market also is implying. Um, it, it's tough. I think a lot of people think you know, Creighton and like Georgetown wins the Big East, right? And they're like they were under 500 and they're not really giving a ton of credit to the conference as a whole because of that. It's like, that's like a four game little sample. I, I think Creighton's still uh, the better team. And is it McLaughlin, the big guy for Santa Barbara? Everyone's been talking about, he's a transfer from Oregon state. I'm not great with names. People will learn. I have stuff. I'm scraping data from teams and stuff and it's all automated, but I, I'm trying to remember all the names. So if I got that wrong, I apologize, but he's the force that could make, um, you know, swing the game and make a difference inside where Creighton doesn't have necessarily um, the bigs to compete there. If that's the case, you know, Santa Barbara will hang, but if he gets in foul trouble or something early or Creighton's just shooting lights out, which they have tendency to have these pretty high variance games themselves because they'll shoot a lot of threes, right? They'll, you'll see games where Creighton scores 90 and then games where they score 50. That's just kind of their style. So I think that's part of the reason maybe why people like UCSB to, to hang with that, you know, they have McLaughlin and they can play some defense if, if Creighton's cold and, and when the one, I, I just think in a vacuum, I think the number should be about seven. I think my projection is seven point something. So anything in the seven to seven and a half range is right on. Do, do you uh, do you agree with people? If, if we're just talking straight up uh, about a team moving on, do you, do you agree with all the people that are saying, okay, your 12-5 is probably this one, 12 over five? No, I think a lot of people are talking about Winthrop and, and Villanova. Which, that too. Yeah, that, that, that's the <laughs> and one. And Ohio. Line. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, there's a ton of them, but the Winthrop one, everyone loves them, and and I think it's interesting because, like Villanova, no Gillespie, I get it, but like, if there was a contrarian favorite in the tournament in this first round, it's probably going to be the Nova side, and I don't know if it's going to keep coming down to like yeah. minus five range. I think I'd have to buy some Nova at that point. I think they, Jay Wright, you have to trust what that game plan they can bring to the table uh, defensively, and you know Winthrop, they've been elite shooting the three in the past. They're not that great this year. They shoot about 35%. I think it ranks 96th in the country when I was looking over some some numbers yesterday. So uh, it's not like they're going to just shoot out and, and they love to run with tempo, but Nova can slow them down and Nova goes the complete other direction. So I, I don't necessarily 
I understand why people like it because no Gillespie, but I would actually mm-hmm. look at Nova being a cheap buy. That's Preston Johnson. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Some other movers that we want to discuss uh, to help you as you get all your picks set and all the various uh, contests that you are in. Uh, a few other ones. Wisconsin, North Carolina. We're definitely going to hit that one next. And which two is going to get go the furthest? Which three? Talk about that next. This is BetQL Daily. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.